the 12 days of best ball roll on. You guys normally don't get a Saturday morning stream from me, but it is crunch time. We are banging out these drafts. And today I have a very special guest, my friend Jen Eakins from 4 for 4, and now also NBC Sports Edge. Very excited to draft a team with her. We'll also be giving away an underdog hat to someone in the chat. So make sure you are hanging out for that. Let's do it. Bro, I'm telling you, hop in these drafts when these idiot streamers are trying to draft and talk to the chat at the same time. It's so plus EV, bro. Oh no, I think I I accidentally just took Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. What do we call that? A no no. <laughs> no way. You don't have to set your lineup. That's incredible. And recently eclipsed 23%, and I'd much prefer it to be in the more 21 to 22% range. Jen Eakins, welcome to the show. How are you doing wow. this morning? I am doing well. I am loving I look, look at you all highbrow with an intro and everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the quality of the content isn't highbrow, <laughs> but I suppose having an intro for my show is, is slightly highbrow. <laughs> um, so, uh, by the way, real quick, congratulations about your uh, new NBC Sports Edge gig over there with my, my buddy uh, Peacock Pat now. Yeah, I am. I'm doing that, and I'm also uh, I've I've signed on with Yahoo this season, so I am all over the map. Um, I'm still a four for four though. I mean, full, full on. But uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. I'm doing some freelance work for both. Um, it should be fun. Um, as I tweeted out a couple weeks ago when I found out everything, I'm like, I may not go to the bathroom this season, but uh, I'm psyched. There's a lot going on for me. Yes, uh, Stephen is very excited to have Jen on the show this morning, as am I. Uh, Jen and I did uh, a stream last year together around this time, probably, mm -hmm. drafting a best ball team. So this is annual tradition. Got to get my draft in with Jen. And uh, have you been doing a decent amount of, of drafting on Underdog? I have. Uh, I have. I've done quite a few. Um, now, it's funny. These last couple of weeks, I'm like, all right, it's super crunch time. I was kind of casually doing here and there, and then, I kind of let the let the slow ones run out, you know, and then I had nothing for a while and it was kind of nice. And then now I've I've ramped back up to the, you know, the fast territory and I've been cranking them out as much as I can. Well, we did get the influencer 102. I do recognize uh, your colleague, my colleague, Daily Rojo, a.k.a. Peacock Pat Crane in this draft. Nice. Uh, so we can battle it out with him. Luckily, sometimes, Jen, I know all the names in here, and then I know it's just going to be a, a wide receiver avalanche of a draft, but yep. we might be okay. We might be okay. Yeah, I'm looking through here, and I don't see anyone else that I recognize either, so that's kind of nice. It's funny. I actually tweeted this out recently. I was like, are you psyched when you don't know people, or are you happy when you don't know people, or are you sad? Like, it's one of those things where when I open it up, at first I'm kind of sad. Like, oh, it's fun to draft people, but then you're like, oh, yeah, you might actually have a better shot here. I know it is, it is funny. People were joking in my uh, discord yesterday of, you know, what my ROI would be on teams that I drafted on stream versus off stream right. the on streams are generally all friends and family drafts. Um, all right. One Oh two. Are, are you up. a Dalvin cook person or do you like mixing it up? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I mix it up after two, but the first two are what they are. You know, yeah. you can't really, uh, yeah, and I haven't gotten a lot of the spot. I am usually like the 101 or like 8, 9, 10. So this is kind of, uh, you know, I guess slightly different for me. Wait, is that just like a kind of a slight humble brag? I'm, you know, I'm usually the 101, so this kind of feels No, I'm just, <laughs> listen, I've, I've just been fortunate, you know, I've gotten a few. In fact, the other day in, in a puppy, 
I kind of forgot, you know, you sign up and then you start fishing around. And then all of a sudden I went back. I was like, oh crap. All right, cool. I'm the one-on-one and it drafted for me. You know, like I came back and it was at six or seven. I was like, all right, I didn't miss much. I'm good. That's funny. Uh, but yeah. But then, you know, I had, I had a really bad streak that I was getting the nine every time, especially in these best ball manias for some reason. Trust I've me. Li- I know I've how lived we, in the nine. how it goes. Pat and I, we've been doing a lot of the FFPC drafts and we have seriously gotten pick 11 in almost 75% of our drafts. And we've done a decent amount now. And it's just like, can we please not do another draft yeah. in the exact same spot? <laughs> it's brutal. Even though I do like the 11. I mean, if you had to get stuck with something, you know, it's not a bad one. But uh, it is nice to, uh, you know, be able to draft from everywhere. Because then you can do different, you know, you don't have all the same stuff. You have to yeah. force yourself to take different players when you get the same spot every time. You really do. Uh, yeah. And our my thing is less about just always having the 11. Like you said, I, I don't actually mind that spot. It's more just like in these high stakes leagues, it would be nice to have mm-hmm. one Christian McCaffrey share. Mm-hmm. And that's just not happening this year. <laughs> no, not from the 11. Unless you get a bunch of, I don't know. I Pat just posted a, a thing on Twitter a couple minutes ago. Some dude started out like he took from the 11. He took Mahomes, And then on the way back, he took Marvin Jones. On you that love th- it. I'm like, I don't get those people in my drafts. And that was what ever, like, I never get the crazy drafters that draft horrible stuff. Like I usually, for some reason, people draft pretty, you know, correctly in most of the ones I'm in. I don't know why. Yeah. Pat's been been running really well in that regard. He posted one of a Josh Allen, uh, I think one one team. He posted another one of Marquez Callaway in the first round. How is Pat getting all the fish drafts? Yeah, that's crap. I think it's, I think it's all Photoshop. It's just, yeah, we have now moved on to the point uh, in our society where we have to worry about deep fakes on our (laughs) screenshots. That's awesome. Um, You mentioned that you have been mixing it up at pick three. Um, Who who is in that kind of mix for you if you get weird there? Um, Sometimes I'll go Devontae Adams. I'll go Kelsey. Um, I've gone Aaron Jones just for fun because I think he's probably going to be better than most people think he's going to be. So I've kind of thrown him in there too, but. It's mostly those three guys if if I get crazy. And like I said, I don't have a lot of the three, but like same thing from four or five. I'll take Adams or Kelsey um, most of the time if I'm there. Yeah, and, uh, I did a stream with Eric Beim for earlier in the week, and we took Devontae Adams at two. And kind of similar to your Aaron Jones thing, like if you are taking Aaron Jones at three, you're probably getting two really good wide receivers with him in the right. late second, early third. And there's not going to be a lot of – Aaron Jones, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen teams. That's going to exactly. be really unique. Yep, exactly. So you got to, you know, listen, in the, uh, as we all know, in these big tournaments, you have to kind of do that or else you'll never, you'll never differentiate yourself. Yeah, you know, for sleep. sure. It's uh, early where I am, just so everybody knows. And I didn't get a lot of sleep. So if, I, if I, words don't come out properly, that's why. Yes. Uh, Jen is on uh, our, our mountain time zone. She lives in the state uh, I was born in. And I felt bad when I was uh, asking her the uh, the time to do this. But she snap accepted. And uh, you are you are crushing it. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. I don't, I don't miss a chance to hang out with Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to get uh, – Oh, we're – yeah, we're coming up here. Um, generally a pretty nice sweet spot here, depending on on the room. Where have you been at as far as kind of the elite tight end as far as Waller and Kittle in builds? I will take Waller where we are. Um, if if you know, if he falls, like where where we are right now, I would definitely do a either a Waller wide receiver or two wide receivers, you know, depending on what the whoever's in the one goes. I like Waller. I'm not really uh, I'm not super big on Kittle. 
uh, he, uh, his play style makes me really nervous. I feel like he's the guy that just like goes out there to get hurt, you know? And so yeah. he makes me super nervous. So um, the only time I usually take Kittle is if he falls and he really doesn't. So someone yeah. usually snatches him. The one thing about Kittle right now is now Ayuk is dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, Richie James, not right. as if Richie James is stealing targets from <laughs> Kittle, but it is getting pretty thinned out there. Um, if if Ayuk missed any time, I mean Debo and Kittle would be would be a smash. Uh, yep. I, I like Kittle, but I, I definitely understand the concerns uh, both with kind of the the pass volume there. Uh, so we are on the clock. I mean AJ or Jefferson seems nice. Someone, here. yeah, totally, and someone just took Kittle anyway, so we don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, I like AJ or Jefferson for sure. And on the way back, we get CD or Keenan or one of those guys or Terry. I'm totally fine with that. Unless you feel like, you know, unless you take a uh, another running back. But you don't strike me as someone that works. <laughs> no, this is actually normally <laughs> in these drafts. I can tell it's not friends and family because AJ Brown is not normally here. What are your thoughts? I did take AJ Brown. I, I don't think it's bad, but for some reason, I don't love using my first two picks on Vikings players. What's your thought on the Cook Jefferson kind of correlation picks? You know, I've done it, and I feel like if you do that, then you have to commit to Cousins and just go with it, right? I mean, that's really the only way to do that. I feel like if you do – I've done it. I've done it by accident and then ended up like, oh, crap. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it often, but I feel like if you are going to go with Cook Jefferson, then you might as well just go full tilt and take Cousins later and maybe Herb Smith and just, you know, full onslaught Vikings and hope they all don't get COVID and, and all that <laughs> yeah. type of thing. I agree. I think I think it's perfectly fine uh, and makes sense, you know, for just trying to advance from your league. Like you said, you grab Kirk Cousins, you're making a big bet on this offense. Where I get a little more queasy about it is thinking about it weeks 15, 16, and 17, and you're needing to just put up these massive point totals. And every time Dalvin Cook scores a TD, Jefferson isn't, and right. vice versa. And you're basically needing these explosion weeks. And so when you don't when you have both bullets in your your chamber, your two best bullets, and they're on the same team uh, from an offense that does still want to run the ball a ton and doesn't have the best playoff schedule, I start to worry if these guys can help me win a million dollars together. Yeah, no, and it makes sense. And you're also counting on Kirk Cousins to orchestrate all of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, like you said, it is, it is a little queasy-inducing. But I feel like to have a couple of them in, in your arsenal or in your you know portfolio – you never know. I mean, what if for some crazy reason, you know, cousins, uh, you know, angry, angry COVID curse cousin, you know, Kirk cousin goes off and you never know how that happens. Right. Every now yeah. and then, you know, a random player catches fire on a season. Um, he's never really caught fire. So I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess you never know. Uh, as I promised guys on all of these streams, our friends from underdog fantasy have, uh, offered up a hat for me to give away. It's an underdog hat. Uh, Sweet. I have it just out of reach right now. Uh, I'm dropping a form in the chat right now. You fill that out. We'll do a drawing at the end of the stream. The form is in the chat and, uh, you will be entered to win a hat. Jen, we see here in this board, um, <laughs> I think a fairly standard draft. We haven't gotten one of the crazy picks yet. No, not really. I mean, let's see here. Yeah, no. I mean, everything seems pretty, uh, pretty standard. I don't see anything. Yeah, there's nothing crazy. What have been when you've been doing your underdog drafts? You know, specifically in the tournament format. You know, 
what are what are some of the ways uh, or you kind of think about the drafts? Like when you draft the AJ Brown, Keenan, are you automatically kind of starting to think about Tannehill, Herbert type stacks? Are you trying to scoop the value? What is your kind of approach to these? Yeah, and you know it's tough. And you mentioned both of those quarterbacks are tough because Herbert. I want to believe in Herbert and I do, but he's expensive. You know, it's one of those where like, can I wait a couple rounds and get a Tannehill instead? Um, you know, I, I feel like, yes, I do start to think about that. But at the same time, I also am like, you know what? We can also get cheaper stacks later. So I, I don't force it. But if it ends up being where Herbert's there and it's the right time or it's even past the right time, then yeah. But um, I wouldn't reach for either one of them just because there's so much value later. And we can also, you know, we can always grab uh, plenty of, you know, good stacks and cheap stacks as we move forward. Yeah, I'm the the dynamic with Herbert is really interesting because he has this ADP and yet he will often slip very far uh beyond it especially if you're the one that owns Keenan Allen because you can kind of push it in that regard. Right. And I I think that's what's always really interesting and I actually like push it because then you're saying maybe someone in that same range who's taking Mike Williams they could maybe go back to back but I've gotten him at pick 95, pick 100. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely with you. I don't I don't draft him at ADP even with a Keenan stack just because the room might not want him if they don't already have a charger on their team. Right. It's interesting. Like you said, it all really depends on the room because sometimes you're in there with people that aren't even concerned with stacks. They don't even know what they are. They don't care, you know? So then you get people that take random players where you're like, oh, you know, and then they, they kind of screw you over or they let them fall because they're not paying attention. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is the how is Karain not in the chat? I actually wonder if Pat saw my tweet and knew we were going to be in this uh, in this draft, or if he, Pat's just up on a Saturday morning draft. <laughs> it's just realize. randomly, yeah. Um. All right, so we are. Uh, I think we're going to like our options coming up here. Um, talk me through what you're seeing here. Um, I would probably go with another receiver. Um, I, I have, I've been kind of out on Ayuk, and, and you mentioned he is kind of hurt. I've been more on the, on the Samuel at cost. If we're going to go, you know, one of them, um, feeling, we just kind of talked about that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that, um, let's see. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to Judy, a couple, a couple, you know, yeah. not opposed to Judy at all. And, uh, who else, you know, did Chase, oh, Chase just went. I was going to say, I would, I'm not opposed to him either. Yeah, uh, but Judy yeah, I mean, Judy, looks like nice, right? Yeah, I mean that would be my. Oh, are we on? Yeah, that that would be my pick if it, if I was solo. So I'm, sure. uh, yeah, I'm. It would have been my pick okay. solo as well. So we were in lockstep there. I do honestly just you know before the you know hearing Ayuk's hamstring injury. I mean, basically the way I've been playing these is just because I'm doing so many that when there are little news bumps like that, I, I do want to try to get a bit of a discount if possible when that right. stuff happens because I do have a ton of Ayuk in the middle and late fourth. So it's like, I'm now not going to continue to draft him there when there's also maybe things that are, are hurting him as well. Right. No, I'm with you. What, um, what round are we in here? I can't, we are at a four or five turn. Okay. Uh, does go here. So this is always an interesting spot Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, at this point too, I, I mean, I don't have a ton of feeling. I, I, I think it's justifiable here. I also don't mind, you know, Claypool, Odell. What are is, you seeing? I was gonna say, is John, is Deontay Johnson gone? Like, that's who I usually go for around here. He's and gone. He's kinda, yeah. Okay. 
Um, because he's been slipping. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I would Claypool, I don't hate. I mean, Thielen, I don't I mean, listen, we could do what we just said that we don't want to do, but at the same time, I'm cool you, with uh you don't have to twist my arm on Claypool over. Okay, Thielen. cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Well then good. We're we're good. Well, you just mentioned Thielen, so I was like, I wonder if he really wants him for some reason. I know. I don't really want him, but sometimes I, I say I know. Uh, and- I'm going into the season with like less than 1% Adam Thielen. And I'm like, maybe this is a good time. Nah, let's just get the young, exciting. Yeah. I've got, I probably have 3%. I mean, I, I, I've taken him just because of, you know, he has fallen because everyone's off him and he's like, okay, well now he's here in the six. Like maybe I should take him, but um, yeah. And it's funny. Cause I, I was, I was almost going to make a pitch for Hawkinson or Andrews, but then uh I th- for some reason, I thought we were in the six. So yeah. Yeah, it's that's all. Also, one of the weird ones when you're at the kind of four five turn. Sometimes you get pits to fall, but mm-hmm. because Hawkinson and Andrews so reliably go at the five six, I generally have a hard time, you know, reaching yeah. on them. No, I'm with you, but I feel like yeah. For some reason, I don't know. Andrews, like it, it's funny. Like people hate Andrews, and it's kind of strange because when you look at his numbers, like. Last year was a bad year, right? And he was still like tight end five or six. I don't even remember. And like everybody on Baltimore is hurt. So I don't understand why people aren't uh, taking Andrews more. Like I just, I guess he's not sexy, but at the same time, I think I have more than him than most because I'm looking at it like this offense, they're all hurt. Yeah, and, they are. Uh, and he's the number one option even when they're not hurt. So I kind of just feel like people are down on Andrews for some weird reason, but yet I don't know. Yep. And uh, uh, breaking news that I just pieced together from conversation in the chat, <laughs> Gardner Minshew has been traded to the what? Eagles for a conditional sixth-round pick, if if my sources in the chat are correct. Uh, what's your snap take on that? Wow, that's interesting. Um, I don't think – yeah, I'm kind of uh, befuddled right now with this news. No, I think um, it's interesting. I mean, listen, we all know that – Philly has been wanting to add another piece there. So it's not super, super shocking. Um, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that he's going to surpass Hertz for the starting <laughs> job. I, I but, would hope not. Right. So I don't know that it would change anything draft wise, but uh, I guess, you know, they got someone, I don't know. I Listen, Minshew, like, I don't know. I, I've never really understood the love other than the mustache and the, and the denim shorts and the hair, but like actually on the field, like, I mean, he did, a, you know, he, he was okay, but then he lost his job to Nick Foles. Like, and, you know, yeah. and pe- people are like all about him. And I, I don't really, I've never understood the love. It, to me, one of my kind of initial snap take to that is Deshaun Watson's best out for finding a landing spot is mm-hmm. now gone. We were talking about this on ship chasing last night. I, I I just think the Watson flyer is now just looking more and more bleak. Oh, uh, yeah. At this point, the Eagles, it did confirm that they were interested in another quarterback, but if the Eagles aren't going to pull the trigger and they were already the most interested, I mean, who's giving up, you know, three first round picks for Deshaun Watson with a, a mountain of legal cases pending right now. I don't see it. Yeah, no, I definitely have not. Um, I have not taken Deshaun Watson. I think I took one like in April, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely not even remotely. He's not going to play. I mean, I just don't see how that can happen. And I think, you know, I've seen him go earlier, you know, than really he should even for a flyer at this point. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think, 
I don't think that he's worth and not even a last round, not even a Mr. Irrelevant. Like I just I'm, don't, I don't think it's, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I am going into the season with less than 1% Deshaun Watson. And if that <laughs> burns me, I can still sleep yeah. easy at night. Totally. Oh, I, I guess I've been, someone told me that he did not lose his job to Foles. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I guess I misspoke. I thought he did Minshew. Yeah. Uh, they were tanking and Minshew okay. uh, was winning. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, we're up in two picks. Okay. Uh, interesting spot on the board. Uh, I think you can justify going in a few different directions. Probably not quarterback here. Um, I'm not. It's also pretty uh, a, a tier break at tight end. So I think we're probably looking yeah, at no. running back wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm. Oh, we're on the clock. I was gonna go off on something. Um, yeah. I mean, let's see. Goodness, I was like, we got Cortland and Juju, who we have their counterparts. So that really. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the worst thing I think to stack those those up. Well, both of their quarterbacks are ridiculously cheap, so we know we can grab one of those way late if we wanted to. Give me a name. Um, let's go. Let's go Sutton. I mean. Listen, we we have a history of doing Colorado things when we're together. So I mean, here we are again. <laughs> I, I remember, guess I remember our team we did last year. I remember it involved a lot of Packers and Broncos. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, because we kind of went Colorado. Like we got Visca and we got like Gallup. We got like Colorado. You know, not necessarily like you know, but we got Colorado like college people. And then we also got. I do remember Packers. We did. The, I think we did the Adams Roger stack, which. Oh, real quick, Jen. We're on yes. the clock again here. Uh, do you okay. want to just do you want to double up uh, Pittsburgh and Denver? Sure. Or? Yeah, let's do it. I I think those are the two best picks that were available for these these selections, and it just so happens that we've already made a bet on those offenses. So mm-hmm. I, I I think it's the smart play. I do, and honestly, I think that. Roethlisberger is one of those, like I was completely out. And then now I'm like, you know what? Maybe they actually were able to repair his arm enough that he can actually play this year. I mean, I, I was, I was definitely out, but in the preseason, he's, he's made some decent throws. Like I think with the amount of weapons he has, and we just, we have two of them now. I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, and I think it's an offense that not a lot of people, well, I guess so. I mean, listen, everyone's taking everything, but how do you how do you think about that? Because this one is always at least we do have clarity on the Broncos QB situation now mm-hmm. with Bridgewater named the starter. But I I do often have time. I don't mind grabbing two wide receivers without the quarterback, like no issue oh, at yeah. all. But how do you think about like in a situation like this? My first thought might be if we want to punt quarterback, we could set up a three quarterback build where we know we're grabbing Bridgewater in Roethlisberger as two of those three. What, how do you think about that? Or do you still want to get kind of like a, a stud QB at some point? No, I would totally do those two. And then we can also do someone in the middle, like a Tua or something like that to where we're, I mean, fine. You know, it's not going to be like the strength of our team, but I think that we're going to get enough value in between when everybody else is taking quarterbacks. I think we'll be all right. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're definitely on the, uh, on the same page with that. What would you say when you're doing these drafts is your most, uh, common construction or the construction you go to the most, as far as, uh, you know, the, the, the specific numbers for position. Um, I usually, and it's, a, I mean, obviously it depends on what we do, but I usually go heavy wide receiver. Like I'll usually go like, I can't, I, my brain right now, but like, I'll usually go like two, two quarterbacks, two tight ends, and then like nine 
And then what, six, five, two, 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 five, nine, two. I was going to say two, four, nine, two, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. So yeah, I'll usually go two, five, nine, two, depending on, obviously I may, you know, tweak something here and there. Like if we decide to go three QB today, then obviously we'll go probably eight wide receivers instead, but yeah, or, or depending on tight end every now and then, if I super punt tight end, then I'll grab three. Like if they're really ugly. Um, yeah. I have an, a much easier time going three QBs than I do three tight ends. I always just feel mm -hmm. so gross. Yeah. Uh, just knowing that like the extra points that that third tight tight end is giving me is so marginal relative to my overall points. But uh, the other reason I don't get that much is because I'm normally, I'm willing to push it. Like I'll do lots of combos with like Gerald Everett and Cole Komet. And I'll just right. be like, I'm fine with those two. I haven't done a lot of the like Uber punt tight ends where my last three I, picks are tight ends. I kind of have like, I, well, I've kind of ended up where I'm like, oh crap. But luckily, like I've got a lot of Ertz. So I think that's going to help um, in the long run. I kind of did a lot of him like in round 17 or 18 early on um, when we weren't sure what was going to happen. But yeah, I've kind of been, I've gone like, the, I've done the like Dalton Schultz, Hayden Hurst, uh, you know, Austin Hooper. I've, I've definitely gone all the way down there at times. And that that's when it's scary and I'll maybe grab a third. But, you know, I did an article earlier this, this offseason on win rates. Um, it was for best ball tens, but still like that, that you, you rarely hit on a tight end in rounds like 15 through 18. It just, their win rate, it just doesn't happen. So I know better, but I still do it. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's tough. I, I kind of treat it like a, a DFS lineup too, where I'll just tack on the quarterback with the stack. So if I've only been able to get say one of CD lamb or Gallup or Amari with uh Dak, then maybe I'm, I'm grabbing a Jarwin or a Dalton yeah. Schultz to just, just toss it in and just hope if, if my quarterback goes nuclear, his, his tight ends probably coming along for the ride. Right. No, um, totally. Oops. Uh, we We're are up. almost on the clock here again. Our guy Herbert is available at pick ninety four if we want to go that route. I mean, we can we can take him and then just wait and do Ben or Teddy and then just be done with it. That's that's what or, I'm thinking. I'm gonna put him in the queue real quick. Who okay. else would you consider here? Um, I was gonna say AJ Dillon, but he just went. So yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would have to be just another, you know, like Waddle. I like Waddle, but. Uh, we, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, uh, I guess I, I, if yeah. we would have had more time, I might've said, let's get waddle knowing that I don't think this guy would take both Dak and an unstacked Herbert. Uh, uh but we did, it's, uh, it's hard on, on the short time frame to do all of that research and talk. All about right. Well, it. you know what? Now we have a really good stack. So, um, we do, we can, you know, yeah. And then we can, <laughs> And another thing, I, I've actually have plenty of the stack, and then I kind of, I end up taking Jared Cook, which is very gross. And I, um, I've kind of tried to, I tried to make myself stop because it, and you know, he's always there and he's super cheap. But you're like, he may not even, he may. Oh, are we up again? Yeah. So the the name that jumps out to me is probably Elijah Moore, who okay. they've been icing uh, in in preseason just because they don't want to risk him. I'm down right with now. Elijah Moore. Who yeah. else do you like here? Um, I would. Yeah, I mean, Rondell Moore, but it's a little early. But I, I do like him too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Elijah Moore. You're, you're. I mean, you're talking two rookies on teams that you know. I think they're pretty comparable. I I agree. I think uh, I think Rondell Moore is a better bet to just have a fast start and immediately uh, have you know 
produce. Uh, but we already teams. have like six other wide receivers. So yeah. Whereas Elijah Moore, I think even if he starts slow, he has, you know, the environment where he could just be their best wide receiver by the end of the season and be mm-hmm. commanding, you know, 10 targets. I don't think that's crazy. No. And we, I mean, we could also take Zach Wilson later if we feel like it instead of one of the other ones, um, because I've been trying to mix him in too, because it's like, okay, I didn't take him a lot in the beginning, but I don't know. He makes me so, it's funny. I say this on every pod, but like, he looks like he's 12 and it's so hard to draft someone like that. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't deal. But then when he, you know, he's been, it's been pretty good this preseason. So I'm like, all right, I need to get over my, my age bias here. And, uh, you know, he might yeah. actually be all right. It's hard with the Jets too. We all know that, right? We have this like PTSD, the Adam Gase thing. It's really hard to think like, hey, could they actually be fantasy relevant? It's tough yeah. to kind of, you know. I, lo- I love how, you know, Zach Wilson, uh, it, it, I've heard Silva been doing it with Herbert. He he can't say Justin Herbert without mentioning that he has acne. Uh, <laughs> right. just, he, he's so good with acne. Zach Wilson is so good. And he looks like he's a 16-year-old Abercrombie model. So he, I, it makes me uncomfortable. It does. It's crazy. But yet at the same time, like he, you know, he's doing it. He's shown, I mean, he's pretty good this preseason, or at least enough that I'm not as concerned. Like I wasn't taking him at all. I mean, I had no shares until this preseason started. And now I'm trying to sprinkle in a little because I'm like, he could surprise us, especially because he's ridiculously cheap. I mean, he's. Yeah. He would. And I think, too, you know, not to pile on the Watson thing, but one of the reasons I don't love that pick is because guys like Jameis Winston, Zach Wilson are available in the same range. And those guys, to me, have similar, you know, upside when you, when you factor in all the other, uh, you know, environmental situations there. So I, I, I like Zach Wilson. I think, you know, Pat got me on him early in the off season saying, you know, I think people are discounting him, not realizing he can run and he has a big arm and those, those combinations can be extremely fun for fantasy. Uh, so if their defense isn't good, they're in a lot of negative game scripts and they got good weapons there around him. Like the Corey Davis Crowder, Elijah Moore mm-hmm. trio, that's a solid set of weapons. Yeah, and then let's not discount Tyler Croft. I forgot about him. He's someone I've been punting to because I feel like it's not going to be Herndon, and I feel like Croft is going to surprise some people. I mean, not in – listen, let's be real. Not in redraft or anything, but I've definitely taken some Croft super late just because we don't – you know, I feel like he's he's talented enough that he may end up, you know, getting that starting job there. Yeah, and that was one of the first – you know, we talk about trying to separate signal from noise from preseason stuff. I mean, the Jets beat reporters have been pretty clear that Herndon is not the the tight end one there, that it is Croft. So if you were on that early and we're kind of tacking him on to a dart throws, and then like Mm -hmm. you said, if Wilson is really good, then then Croft is is probably an extreme value. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, also the guy, Kenny Yeboa from last night. I think he scored like three touchdowns. I don't actually, I don't know. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't be throwing out random stats because people are yelling at me in the chat that I'm not right. So I'll just, I think he had a really good game last night, which is he's, you know, he's there. I think he's there, I don't know, fourth tight end or something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right, where are we? I'm like babbling and not even paying attention to the draft. No, we, should probably, trust me. we should probably take a running back here soon, huh? Yeah, let's see kind of I, I do think the pocket of this draft is setting up nicely for a running back. I mean, we have Connor, Gus Edwards, and Pollard, who yep. I all think I mean, and honestly, Carter slipping this fall, I think, is is fine too. What what is your take on kind of this batch of running backs? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm about all of them. I like them all. Uh I, I really you know, I really like Jamal Williams too. I mean, not yet, yeah. but uh, but I do like him. 
I have no problem with any of them. Um, I don't love Melvin Gordon, and we already have several Broncos, so I think we can probably pass on him. You you had <laughs> me at I don't love Melvin Gordon. We are in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it doesn't matter who we had, but yeah, I haven't. I don't have much Melvin Gordon, but yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with uh, with. Real, I have a you know with Gus, Connor, Pollard. Um, I'm not a Drake person. Yeah. So looking at all this stuff, I, to me, this is setting up for two running back picks. The mm-hmm. one maybe exception would be if we wanted to grab Irv Smith. Um, oh. But let's um let's get our preferred running back here. So uh, Connor and Edwards go. What oh, do you think about, okay. I would say Carter or Pollard. What do you think? Yeah, I mean the thing is Carter's not going to start right away, but I feel I think he's going to end up, you know, being the guy there. So if we just get someone else later that'll get us points, you know, earlier in the season because we only have one running back. So um, on our next go around, we need to maybe get Pollard or even Williams. Like yeah. I think we'll, you know, I'm, I'm down with yeah. Williams for I sure. I mean Swift is, you know, he's got a groin, which is always an issue and it's not, you know, those don't go away very quickly and uh I think Jamal Williams would have already had, you know, a decent role without a groin injury to Swift. So I've been scooping up Williams really wherever I can. I think he's going to be a lot better than some people think. I I like that call a lot. And I already have way too much Pollard. Um, And I I do like, uh, like you said, I completely agree. Carter's probably a guy we have to wait on Mm -hmm. to get production. Uh, Whereas Jamal Williams, he can be that kind of early season guy. He's going to have a defined role. And if Swift is not playing, I mean, Jamal Williams, He's, I don't think he has like full bell cow back in him, but he has like Austin Eckler usage in him. Yeah. I, uh, I'm extremely over, overexposed to, to Jamal Williams, but I don't care. It might, it may burn me, but I don't feel like it will. I feel like we know who he is. And, you know, I feel like it's hard for those kind of guys to truly burn you just because they have such a nice floor with kind of their role in their usage where they might not, they're not necessarily going to be a league winner for you, but you're never going to look back and be like, I lost this league because of Jamal Williams. <laughs> <True. in> the 11. <laughs> yeah. True. Tony Pollard does go right after us. Uh, yeah. The Tony Pollard stuff. It's like year after year, we talk mm-hmm. ourselves into it. The thesis yep. of the play has not changed, but I still do. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I do think there are realities where we come out and he has, more of a just kind of entrenched passing game role right out of the gate. And I do think that the, there's scenarios where that happens. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Pollard is one of those that we all talk ourselves into it every year. And then, you know, I think, I don't know, I, I've tried to make myself not take as much of him in that area. I'll, you know, but same with Gus, I feel like both of them are very, very similar. And I kind of end up alternating between the two and then trying to force myself to not take either. Um, I've had to force myself to take some Zach Moss. It feels really gross because I really don't believe that Buffalo wants to run the ball or will run the ball, you know. But uh, I forced my t- myself to take some Zach Moss this year because he is talented, and I feel like maybe this year will be different than the last. Yes, for sure. Um, final call on the underdog hat giveaway. Just put the form in the chat. Please don't let me catch you multi-entering. I will sort and remove duplicates. <laughs> And uh, I will toss you out. I'll have the bouncer come and throw you out uh, if you try to game the system here because of the nice people at Underdog giving us a hat. We're going to be back tomorrow, the 12 days of best ball. I don't think I booked a guest for tomorrow. I might be solo, <laughs> and I don't know when I'm going to feel like doing it, but there will be a stream 
at some point tomorrow. Very excited to have Jen with me here today. Jen, tell the people um, some of the pieces you've been working on. You know, right now it's actually really nice. I've, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a nice little lull, which is kind of fantastic because the summer has been insane. I've done a ton of like, you know, sleeper pieces and back, back bounce. I have a bounce back candidates and um, I've got a couple different, you know, late round target pieces. But right now I'm just doing, I do preseason recaps. So every Monday on 444, um, I get a recap of any fantasy relevant news from the games. And then I do an ADP risers and followers on Tuesday morning, um, which is the aftermath of every preseason game and uh, based on underdog ADP where they're going. So I have that. And then I, you know, I just discovered today that there's only three preseason games. Like it's something I should have known, but somehow I didn't. And we get a, a nice little chunk of time off, which is really nice. Um, and I, you know, it's funny. My, one of my coworkers, you know, TJ Hernandez the other day was talking to me about it and I thought he was crazy. I didn't know what he was talking about. And then I realized today, I'm like, Oh, that's what he meant. Like there's no, yeah, you'd think I'd know that, but I didn't. So um, yeah, working on preseason stuff. And then, uh, the season, once we get going, it's going to be full on. And I can't wait, honestly. I'm, uh, I don't know about you, Pete, but I am, uh, I'm pretty over draft season. It's been a long one. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I love, I'm like the, the kid who, you know, smokes a cigarette and then the dad makes you pa- uh, smoke yeah. a, a full pack of cigarettes. That's where I'm at with traps. Right yeah. now. I, I feel the same. It's a lot. And it's a lot of, you know, the same conversations that we're having over and over about 80, you know, it's like, I get to a point where I'm like, if I hear the word ADP one more time, I can't do it. So that's, uh, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm about, you know, I'm about 80%, you know, I've got another week in me, but uh, yeah. That I'm the exact same way. I got another week in me. It's going to be a sprint. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am legitimately loving it, but it will be very nice to switch into DFS yes. and in season mode here. Okay. We are up. In a pick, we is still okay. yet to select uh, a tight end, but I don't think okay. that's room to panic necessarily. What are you seeing on this board here? Um, okay, I am seeing. Let's see. I, you know, I don't hate Johnu. Like, if you yeah. wanted to go that route, I, I think that uh, I think Henry's going to end up hurt, and I think Johnu is going to be just fine. And even if Henry's there, I think they're really going to be the main situation in that offense. So I don't. Um, and let me see. As far as running backs. Uh, there's no one there that I'd be dying to get. Yeah, so let's we, lock up Janu okay. Smith here. I think he makes sense, and I, I still think you know, depending on this, we could we could still go three tight ends with Janu if we end up needing to. Well, because we took Herbert, we don't have you know now we know we don't have to take two or three quarterbacks, so um, we could if we needed to. But with Janu, I think we're fine with two, to be honest, depending on what we want to do. Yeah, especially if we end up prioritizing. I mean. You, we we could just kind of quote unquote reach for commit and be done, or because we have like a a Jared Cook in our back pocket later, we could also push it. I I do think <laughs> reach for commit something I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say. That's really, really. Um, <laughs> Singletary or Hines. I think also makes sense here. Yeah, they do. Um, like I said, it's tough. I, I have to force myself to take Bills uh, running backs, but I do get it. I, I understand, and he. I mean, he's a good value where we are. He slipped, you know almost around or something like that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm getting more excited. I have a lot of Singletary. Uh, Sean Siegel just wrote him up on his zero RB list. Uh, you know, Zach Moss has been a little banged up. I think, Mm -hmm. I think there's again, kind of outcomes where, you know, Josh Allen isn't stealing as many touchdowns. Uh, they're scoring a ton of points. Singletary's on the field a ton. Uh, I think he, Again, similar to the Jamal Williams pick, I think it's almost impossible for Singletary to burn you at this price. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he's, and he, you know, we got him over 10 picks later than we should have. So I think, or, you know, not that we should have, but then ADP. So um, I'm totally fine with it. Um, I would have been fine with command. I don't, I don't know. I, I hate to be someone that's like, I'm scared of Jimmy Graham, but I'm kind of scared of Jimmy Graham. You know, I'm a little scared of that uh, situation. Like I want Cole Komet to be the guy there, but I'm not quite sure he is. Yeah, I think it's completely fair. I mean, Jimmy Graham was the fly in the ointment at the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Cole Komet for me is just an easy guy to get excited about because he's so young. Because, I mean, really after Allen Robinson and Mooney, I mean, they're, they're, it's kind right. of wide open for a guy to kind of step in and be the third in targets there. I like his profile. He was so young uh, coming out of college. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. And then if Fields is as good as we want him to be, um, I, you can just really envision scenarios where Komet's a, a top 10 tight end. But I, I completely agree with you. I probably put my head in the sand a little bit on Jimmy Graham. But on the other set hand, generally when I'm building these teams, I'm just only thinking upside outcomes and I right. just throw caution to the wind. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, I don't take Jimmy Graham. I just feel like, you know, he makes me nervous that he's definitely going to vulture, you know, plenty of touchdowns this season or even just red zone targets in general, but I'm not bullish enough to actually take Jimmy Graham. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe in like a, you know, a huge like 25 rounder or something where you're just at the end, like, all right, I need bodies at this point that may actually score points. Well, the, yeah. the worst possible thing that could happen and could also be very likely is that, you know, Komet breaks out. He, they use him a lot between the twenties, but then they're in love with Jimmy Graham in red zone packages. And then Graham is the one getting right. the, the valuable red zone targets. And so Komet's ceiling just ends up being capped to kind of, you know, target volume and yards after the catch stuff because they're not looking for him in there. But I think there's such an unknown to this offense with what it looks like with fields, uh, that I do think it's a nice upside bet, um, with Komet. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. I guess that's where we where we were. Um, all right. Where, so, so we're almost. Uh, I was going to ask this one. Every, everyone's out on Komet uh, because of the injury combined with oh Troutman. You mean or Troutman? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, the the big Troutman fall is is way more about the injury yeah, than uh, sure. Jawan Johnson. No, I I agree with that. Um, we don't know. Do we have clarity on the actual injury? I know it's a foot or leg, lower leg. I thought I saw somewhere where it was at least like a month timeline. Um, on yeah, that. I have a lot. I have a lot of traveling from from April and May and June and whatnot. So I hope that it's not uh, anything too crazy. Yeah, they did say he avoided uh, a major uh, right. injury. It seems like they're still waiting on a timeline. I think he's he's a little risky right now without knowing that. And uh, Based on the preseason usage, even before he did get hurt, it did look like a pretty gross committee. Not even just Juwan Johnson. It was uh, Nick Vanette is also mm-hmm. in the mix there as well. So, um, all right, we're coming up here. We need we when do yeah. Um, we need to, we need we do need to take another quarterback at some point, but I think we're okay for now, right? If we're going to go with Ben or whatever we. Yeah. Ben or Teddy, I guess is kind of what we're thinking. Right. Or yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think they pair well with Herbert. What are your thoughts? Oh wait, Ben has the same vibe. So I guess we can maybe Teddy, I guess that. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on closing the loop on the Herbert double stack with Jared cook? Like I told you, I've done it a lot. So I'm, I'm not, you know, 
I mean, you got Parham there. Like, I don't know if we should be scared of that. I feel like Cook's one of those guys. He's like the least sexy pick ever, but he's going to, you know, he's going to be fine. I mean, he's going to take over somewhat Hunter Henry's role, right? I mean, he can't, I don't think he's going to be, I think he's fine, especially for where we're going to get him. Jared Cook goes, oh, come on, fuzzy. Um, Um, We could, I I think uh, Damian Williams is a nice pick here. If we want to be done at running back, Uh, what else? Yeah, I was going to say the same. I like Damian Williams a lot. I feel like, I mean, people seem to forget what he did in 2019. Like he was basically the Super Bowl MVP without being the Super Bowl MVP. And then he took a year off and all of a sudden people just for some reason forget how good he was um, down the stretch in 2019 for Kansas City. So I'm um, considering where he where he's being drafted. I've taken him a lot because so you know what, we're we're trusting David Montgomery to be the guy for the whole season. Like, and you got Tariq Cohen is hurt already. So here's one other oh, okay. idea for you at quarterback. Yeah, it would be to get the 14 year old Zach Wilson, uh-huh. and then we could tack on a Tyler Croft as a third tight end in a build. I don't hate that. I'm trying to see the only other thing. There's no tight ends that we like have to take here. And then we're, we're still tacking on a couple more wide receivers and I, no one's screaming at me. I don't hate that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like we said, if we'll, if, if Wilson ends up being good, then we have, you know, a decent piece of it and uh, for very cheap. So I don't hate that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he Cook was taken uh just about ADP. I think his ADP is 171, so he went a few picks before here. Um I I'm not specifically sure why uh I think <laughs> he just wanted to complete uh his tight end there with uh Kittle. Um but yeah. So, let's look at this team here. We have uh three more picks. So we I think we're okay. set at quarterback, don't uh-huh. you agree? Yeah. And then I think we're set at running back. Cook, Carter, Jamal Williams, Singletary, Damian. That's a great five-some mm-hmm. there. Sure. Um, then we have seven wide receivers. I think we're probably, what, one wide receiver, two tight ends to wrap this up? Yeah, I think because we have Smith, we should probably maybe get to because we just don't know. That Patriots offense is really tough to, you know, it's tough to really count on Janu to have. Um, I don't know if he's going to have those big spike weeks that we need. I think we maybe need to grab a couple guys that might end up doing that. Like Tyler Croft could have, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be a consistent producer, but he may have, you know, a couple weeks with three touchdowns or, you know, something crazy like that. Right. There also um, will have some looks at uh, if we do want to do a Herbert double stack, where are you at on the Josh Palmer versus Tyron Johnson versus Jalen Guyton trio? I've been going Palmer for for yep. most of of the off season, and then now he's had a pretty good preseason, so I feel like it kind of it's raised him up a little more for me. So yeah, I've been going Palmer there. And then on that same thought, I mean, we definitely don't have to uh, take a Jets wide receiver if we take Croft, but how have you been playing? You know, the Keelan Cole, Denzel Mims uh, crew. I have not been. Okay, <laughs> that's probably the smartest. I can answer. honestly say I have. I don't think I have any of either of those two. Um, I've done I've done Elijah Moore and I've done Crowder and uh, Corey Davis and I think that's pretty much it in that offense. Other than the random Croft shares that I do have. Yeah, yeah. The um, I I right now like I I like Corey Davis. I think his cost has gotten a little ridiculous with Elijah Moore not playing in the preseason and Corey Davis just commanding all these targets. And I think I think it's going to be much closer out of the gate from a target perspective than maybe Corey. 
Davis stands uh, want right. to want to believe. I, I do really think Elijah Moore is going to separate there as as the alpha down the stretch. And you know, I, I could throw that we could we could take Parham, you know, as like a super super punt at the end and see yeah. what happens there. I mean, as far as that set goes, I, I mean that actually, if we miss out on Palmer, I kind of like that Parham Croft finish there, right? And nice. just kind of. <laughs> Roll the dice that something happens there with those guys. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. See, yeah, once you uh, the chat's getting excited once you bring <laughs> up uh, Donald Parham. Everyone loves Donald Parham. I know, and everyone loved him last year, and he didn't really uh, pan out. But uh, you know, he's got Jared Cook in front of it. Like it's tough with Jared Cook because every time I want to hate him, he ends up being like consistent and okay. You know, just kind of like okay, you kind of like want him to go away, you know. But then again. He's, he resurfaced for the Chargers, and then, but yeah, I, I'd be okay with Parm at the end if we wanted to go that route. Yeah, he seems he seems like a nice bet. You know, I, I always kind of lump him in with the you know exciting, efficient, athletic tight ends who are blocked. You know, the Mo Ali Coxes, the the OJ Howards, but mm-hmm. those guys are in you know potentially three way tight end committees, and Parm's really the the direct kind of backup to Jared Cook and. Based on what they're saying out of training camp, it feels like he could have a red zone role right out of the gate. Right. And then if Jared Cook is cooked or get injured, I mean, it could be blast off. For, right. For and then, and also, I mean, honestly, like you've got Allen and then you've got Williams, which is, you know, he's Williams is a shaky wide receiver too, I feel like. And then you've got a bunch of guys like Palmer, like you said. And so really like, I mean, Parham could end up, if he, if he beats out Jared Cook, you know, let's say he could be the third guy in that offense. Where are you at as far as... I mean, other than Eckler, of course, but... Right. Where are you at on, um, like, super stacking the Chargers if we wanted to get... Oh, Palmer does go. I was just about to okay. say if we're able to get Palmer and... uh, uh, What's his right. name? Uh, Parham. No, I hear you. Yeah, I, I would have been fine with that. That would have been my answer. I, I have no problem with the full onslaught. So I do think we can kind of get our wide receiver here. Um, and then do our tight right. ends. Okay. I say we go wide receiver, then Parham coming back, and then Croft with the last pick. Who do you okay. like here for uh, wide receivers? Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I don't like. Can you scroll down a little? More? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So what I'm gonna uh, do? Ooh. I'm gonna actually put Parham in right now. Okay. Just okay. Well, to to do that just because if there's no one that we love here, we can buy an extra bit of time. Yeah. I don't love anybody. I mean, I, I, I want to love Nico Collins, but I don't. And everybody else in here, I mean, we could go tone. I'm mean, not Tony. Um, we, we could just super stack one of these. We could toss in Cole. Um, right. We could toss in Tyron Johnson. The chat was suggesting. Oh yeah. Um, um, yeah. What do you think? Um, I don't have much of, of either of those. So like I said, I have zero Keelan Cole. If you feel like he's going to have some kind of role, I'd be okay with that. But it's just yeah. pretty gross. It's pretty gross where we are, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's gross. I mean, I do. I mean, also- Juwan Johnson in New Orleans is not an awful pick just because they're a mess there as far as, you know, injury. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's uh, I would say, you know, I, I take a lot of Nico Collins as, as a late round mm-hmm. flyer. Um, I don't even mind Hunter Renfro. Um, I, you know what? Let, why don't we super stack the, okay. the chargers a little bit? I mean, I'm with you. I prefer Palmer. 
but Tyron Johnson looked good last year. And I don't know. I think he's a decent bet here if we're, we're having, you know, the Herbert nuclear scenarios. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're, it's not like we're going to, uh, I mean, he's our eighth guy. So I think we're okay there. Awesome. As we wait for the wrap to do our final pick, I am going to get the giveaway up here. Thank Ooh. you guys for filling out the form. Good luck to everyone. The winner will get a gift card to my store in the unlisted link to buy the hat. These are not available for purchase, only for the giveaways. Is it going to be Robbie or Nick? Robbie or Nick, it's close, it's close, it's close. Robbie. Oh, Robbie. Robbie R., congratulations. You have won an underdog hat. Thank you to Underdog Fantasy. If for some reason you guys have not played over there, you can sign up. You get a minimum $10 deposit, and you get $25 dropped into your account. Use promo code PETE, and you will, uh, you'll be off to the races enjoying these fun drafts until the season starts, and hopefully you get a fish draft. Hopefully you get a Josh Allen going 101 in your draft. Yeah, that would be nice. That doesn't happen to me, but yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I know we should we should be so lucky here. Um, as we wrap around to finish this off, give us your kind of your take on on how this team has uh, has shook out. It's, uh, you know, coming into this, I, if you told me we were going to go supercharger and then a Jets backups or a Jets secondary, I don't know if I would have believed you, but uh, I like it. <laughs> you know, listen. You got to do different things, right? I mean, this is the, this is a you know basically a GPP. So um, I do, I, I like it. I think we have, I think we have. You know, listen, we went, we have a quarterback that's that's we have a top, you know, six seven wherever we are quarterback. Um, I think he's going to be solid. And then we've got a you know twelve year old that is looking good that could <laughs> that could actually end up you know producing for us. We've got a solid, you know, anchor RB situation with Cook. And then we've got four guys that, um, well, three guys that are definitely going to at least produce something right away. And I think Carter will end up, uh, you know, to being pretty well towards the end. And then we've got, I mean, our receivers are great. I can't see, I don't remember who we have past uh, AJ Brown and Keenan Allen, but I know we have, uh, uh, we've got eight pretty solid wide receivers from what I remember. And then we're going to, you know, we've got a great little, fun punt at tight end, which I think is always fun because that's the thing with tight end. We all know, right? Tight end is a complete, like it's always a cluster and there's always tight ends that score that no one counts on them scoring. And yep. so I'm definitely like in all drafts, whether it's redraft or best ball, I'm always an elite tight end or punt because I always skip the middle because I just don't feel like it's worth it. So I like what we did. I think it's uh it's random, which is what we need, but also good and, and calculated at the same time. Yeah, I, I really like this team. Uh, it looks like a lot of my teams uh, getting the two five eight three build instead of the two five nine two, but that's exactly what we needed to do based on kind of how we allocated our draft capital. I love having um, you know pretty big bets on both the Chargers and the Jets. There, um, if those quarterbacks go off, we're going to be in good shape. I think we have a nice textured running back room with Cook anchoring it. Nice blend of you know handcuff upside, late season surge by a Michael Carter type. And then, you know, making some smaller bets on Denver and Pittsburgh. And if you're going to fade quarterbacks with two double stacks, I mean, those are the teams, <laughs> those are the teams to do yeah. it with. So no, I like sure. how this shook out. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, those are definitely the two teams that you'd want to do that with. And I wasn't even kind of thinking about that as it was going along, but um, you're absolutely right. We got like, the, you know, the best weapons in those offenses without having to deal with the, you know, the murky quarterback situation. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I like how this, uh, turned out. What, what is your 
we didn't get to talk about it a ton as we're wrapping up. What is your take on on Sutton? Because he seems like kind of the riddle to this whole Denver offense. Yeah, I mean, we it's it's hard because we didn't get to see a lot of Sutton. You know, he got hurt really early last year, and he we just it's hard because he's never had a good quarterback situation, and unfortunately, he's still not going to have a great quarterback situation. So. I think um, I think his ADP has dropped a little bit. I think he was he was going pretty high earlier in the summer, and I think he's dropped a little bit to where he's a little bit more palatable. Like him and Jerry Judy have switched spots. They were originally, um, I think Sutton was going before him, but um, I think they're both talented enough, and I think it, they actually benefit with Teddy as far as consistency, right? I think Locke, you know, has those big plays in him, and he can do it, but I don't think he's a consistent. I think Teddy, at least, winning that job. Like, I think at least those two are going to be able to consistently put up points every week. They may not have those huge, crazy weeks, or they may. We'll have to see what happens with Teddy. But I feel like it was the right call, you know, Denver-wise, to at least go with Teddy because I feel like the fantasy-relevant players now will at least have, you know, a shot at, at being fantasy-relevant every week. I feel like with Locke, it was kind of a, eh. You know, last year he, he there were some weeks where he was horrific. And then some weeks where he, you know, led a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter that was ridiculous. Like, where has this guy been? So, you know, I think I think I like them both. Um, I prefer Judy. Like, if I'm just yeah. drafting one, which obviously we did draft Judy first, but then Portland happened to fall, and it's like, look, you know, we're we're banking on them. Uh, hopefully, both being productive. For sure. Um, and one other benefit to this build, and uh, and something I've been thinking about for these big tournaments is the chargers play Denver in week 17. And so we have Ooh. this huge kind of game stack here with the chargers and then the two pass catchers coming back. So to me, if we're live and we're heading into week 17 with that game stack uh-huh. and a potential shootout game, I, I, I like where we're sitting. Um, that's yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. And I actually have uh, someone sent me a spreadsheet with all the week 17. I'm supposed to be paying attention to that, but I haven't been. So I'm glad that you at least acknowledged that and knew that was a thing. Cause uh, that's an excellent, you know, situation to be in. Like you said, if we're live and actually have a shot, then I mean, we got to, yeah, that'll be a great game. Yeah. For us. It's people give me a hard time for enjoying my slow drafts, but that is one of the benefits mm-hmm. is there's more time to kind of check on the schedule, build in those extra correlations. So um, this one happened more serendipitously, but it is, it is always nice to, uh, to kind of get that extra added bonus to your roster. For sure. Um, Jen, this was uh, a ton of fun. I need to, I meant to tell you guys, and I haven't put it in the show notes. I did finally make uh, a podcast feed uh, basically for any of my shows that don't already have a home, you know, ship chasing club top shot, all those already have feeds, but for these best ball streams. So I'm going to get the audio up uh, from all of these. So uh, if in the future, if you aren't able to make the video and you're on the go for the audio, I am making that available. Now the podcast is called in a vacuum. Uh, Jen, because I said this term <laughs> so many times uh, that uh, someone made this graphic for me. This is my new podcast graphic here, Jen. Um, <laughs> you look like Bill Nye, first of all. Yeah. So shout out That's to uh, Michael Parr for for making my Bill Nye uh, in a vacuum there. Uh, very much appreciate it. Yes, Vincent, you missed the giveaway. Yeah. We uh, we did the giveaway uh, at the end of the seventeenth round. That's a great. Um, no, that's a great name. It's funny that express. Yeah, I mean that expression is is always out there, but I wasn't aware it was it was one of your uh, one of your staples. I, it I, I didn't want it to be one of my <laughs> staples, but I lean into the skid. Is kind yeah, of my rule ha- in life. You have to right. Um, Jen, uh, over at four for four, over yes. at NBC Sports Edge, over at Yahoo, at mm-hmm. um. 
the Monday. Is it the Monday mommy? Yeah. The Monday mommy on Twitter. Anything else uh, where people can check you out? No, that is it. Um, and that's enough. That's a lot. So yeah, I will be, uh, yeah, my usual stuff at four for four through the season. And then I will be doing uh, uh, one article for NBC and one article for Yahoo this season as well. So uh, look out for that. That's awesome. Well, uh, always enjoy following you on Twitter. Always enjoy reading your work. Excited uh, to continue our annual tradition of yes. doing the best ball draft together, Jen. And uh, appreciate you getting up bright and early there in Colorado for us. No, absolutely. Um, anytime. Like I said, when, when, when Peter Overzet calls me, I'm, I'm here. Um, no, thank you. It was great. And uh, thank you for Casey Brown. That's very sweet of you. He said he needs more Jen on shows. Great guests. So thank yes. you. I do yes. appreciate that. Uh, I agree. Get Jen on your shows, read her work. We will see you guys tomorrow. I don't know what time yet. I got to figure it out. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to the beach. I need to relax after, uh, Good call. after this week. So we'll see everyone tomorrow. Have a great weekend. Thanks to Jen. Peace out.